What is going on, everybody? How is everybody doing today? Welcome here to our week three NFL preview, where we're going to be going through every single game, predicting who we think will win, maybe if any teams could cover and stuff like that. And we're also going to be bringing you guys two potential overreactions to the NFL season so far. And then we're going to be kind of giving each other feedback on the overreactions, if they are like an extreme overreaction or not. So uh, what's going on, Tom? What's going on, Dom? How are we doing? How are we? What's up? Yeah, uh, so we got, okay, so this is going to come out on Friday for you guys, and we already know what happened Thursday night football, but we are recording this Wednesday, September 20th, uh, at night, so we, we don't know what happened in the Giants-Niners game. I think with Saquon out in San Francisco, it's going to be really hard to predict the Giants to really win this game. Uh, Tom, what do you expect from the, the Giants, uh, or what do you think happened last night, basically? <laughs> um, Andrew Thomas is out too, so I'm yeah, gonna say even if he took Trent Williams off the 49ers and put him on the Giants, I think 49ers still win by more than a touchdown. Um, I think the only thing saving the Giants is like Brandon Ayuk's kind of banged up, and mm-hmm. it's Thursday night, so that could um make the 49ers passing attack a little less like horrific to go against. But um, as a Giant fan, I'm still gonna predict a probably a little over one score loss. Probably Would you around, like? I think the spread's ten and a half, so I'll probably I think ten points probably sounds about good with a garbage time score. Yeah. So to make it from thirteen or seventeen, how many Giants would you say get over seventy receiving yards in that game? Maybe one if Darren Waller winds up doing something, or or if Jalen Hyatt catches the bomb. Like it's it's not likely. Yeah, like be... I would put I would put like the line at one and a half, predicting like Waller is the only one to even sniff it, and then like yeah, what are you, is Hyatt getting something? Is Hodgins getting something? Yeah, like or Slane could catch another <laughs> another deep one, but I mean, we're, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I I, I pro- I'm gonna say probably not. Uh, Evan Neal says he's excited for the challenge of Nick Bosa. Uh, I'm not even gonna go into detail on it, but um, yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm not expecting big things, but I mean, hey, fingers crossed they win. That would be pretty sick. Yeah, I'm shocked, dude. Saquon's out. Like, did you expect that? Yeah, first team all liars. Uh, finally, uh, told the truth. Yeah, Dom, you you think the uh, same result, basically? Yeah, I mean, the game, it was a crazy game. Like, Brock Purdy, he scored that first touchdown early. Daniel Jones looked a little bit like the guy for just, like, a little bit. Um, But, like, the Niners, they were in control the whole game. So, you know, hopefully that doesn't come back to bite me. But that's what happened last night. Yeah. I hope it comes back to bite you, but I I don't think it's going to. (laughs) Yeah, all right. I'm going to throw out, because it'll be cool to see now that this game already happened, if we were any close. I'll go final score, Niners 31, Giants 17. I think it's a little high for a Thursday night game. I'm going to say it's more like, I think it might be like 27-16 or something, or like 27-13. I don't think, 30 points on a Thursday night is kind of a lot. Yeah. But if there's one thing that can do it, it's San Francisco, so... Don, what a prediction you got. Just a quick score. What happened give, last night? Give me 27-16. Niners win. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we're all in favor of the Niners winning. So, if the Giants pulled off the upset last night, we look all like idiots. So, we were just talking to that this, like... But I'm a happy idiot. <laughs> yeah, you would be a happy idiot. This uh, Sunday slate isn't the best. Uh, we'll kind of just start with the 1 o'clock games. Any, like, game that, I guess, that, like, stands out to you guys? I feel like the Chargers, Vikings, and, like, Dom was mentioning, like, most excited one to, like, look for, or the most he's looking forward to, but it's two 0-2 teams. So, I feel like that's the one people will have circled or watch. Like, the over-under is 54. It should be a really good game. Like, one of these two teams is, like, season could potentially be over. 
Yeah, I think the loser, the loser's in serious trouble. I think, honestly, I mentioned it on our week two recaps. I think if the Chargers lose this game, Brandon Staley's just fired. Like, I don't think there's coming back, especially if the Vikings offense torches the defense and the Chargers are just bad for the third straight week. Then I think he's gone. Yeah, I think it really comes down to that. Yeah, I think, like, it's such a shame, like, the Vikings, because, like, I would say, like, they had a tough, like, start, like, with the Bucks and the Eagles, like, Eagles and Philly, but they really should have just won that Bucks game at home, and, like, this wouldn't feel that bad for them. Like, they start off one yeah. and two, like, it's not the end of the world, but, yeah, Chargers also losing uh, to, what, Miami and Tennessee, like, losing that Tennessee game mm-hmm. right now. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I guess, like, would you guys say that if you had to, like, place an odd, like, first coach fired this year is probably Brandon Staley? Yeah, I'd probably say, because he was kind of on the hot seat from a little bit last year. Like, all of the rest of the coaches are the really bad teams. Like, we kind of all thought their team was going to be bad, so it's mm-hmm. not, like, as, like, there's no really expectations for a lot of these guys is kind of what I'm getting at. Besides maybe, like, Ron Rivera, but Washington's 2-0, and um, and so I don't think he's in any any world of getting fired. Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. like, because, like, last year I think Staley was, like, the popular pick to win coach of the year, and then that just kind of bust. And now this year, yeah, like Ron Rivera's going to outlast him, it looks like, as the head coach. And the only yeah. other person that I would even consider, like, up there would probably be Eber, uh, Matt Eberflus in yeah, Chicago. I mean, yeah. Like, that's, like, no one else, I don't think anyone else is in really, like, serious danger, but the Bears are a little bit of a dumpster fire. I could see him, but I think Staley's, like, the favorite, probably. Yeah, because, like, the Bears' uh, defensive coordinator resigned today when we are recording this, so they're already down there, D.C., I would say maybe Josh McDaniel of like the Raiders, but like I feel like he'll just last till the end of the year, and then they would go in another direction if if Al Davis wants to pay another head coach because uh, he's paying like exactly two or three right now, and Gruden's yeah like because Gruden's contract. Uh, so you guys predict who do you think wins? Uh, um, who do you got? Uh, Vikings or Chargers? I'm taking the Vikings. I'm still a believer. The Chargers' defense is so bad. Tom mentioned Kirk M- Kirk Cousins MVP possibly in the last episode. Like, he might throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns this game, and the Vikings could win easily, in my opinion. Tommy, think the same. Uh, yeah, and the thing with the Chargers is their defense is so horrific, and their offense has had no turnovers so far. So with no turnovers and to still be 0-2 when you're putting up that many points, that's like that's not a, that's not a stat that can that can that you can keep up all season. So I'm going to say if, if the turnovers somehow get to – the uh, the Chargers this game I think the Vikings really have a good shot I think Kirk's gonna just keep airing out and we have um, you guys didn't mention the biggest trade acquisition of the season Cam Makers is now a Minnesota Viking as of about two hours ago um, so I think the running game hopefully they're gonna try and get something going I mean if they acquire a running back that kind of means you have to have put some more um, faith in your running game so I'm gonna say the Vikings pull this one out yeah I'll go. I'll go opposite. I'll go Chargers just to play devil's advocate. I think it's going to be so close. I think it's going to come down to like, it's some team's going to win on a game-winning field goal or something like that. And maybe the Chargers players will play a little bit harder for Brandon Staley if they do want him to to stay there because it does look like that. He could get fired if they start off 0-3, um, which would just be so disappointing because it really looked like they were going to advance to the divisional round last year, but the game against the Jaguars and an abysmal start this year. So uh, I guess another game that should be pretty solid is the Atlanta Falcons versus the Detroit Lions. Did not think that the Atlanta Falcons 
Falcons could be 3-0 to start the year. I'll just say that I do think that the the Detroit Lions will win this game. I do think it's going to be close. The Lions, like the Chargers and the Vikings and the Atlanta Falcons, like to play in close games. I feel like rarely one of those teams will pull ahead. It's always close. Um, I do think it's going to be a fairly high-scoring game because the Lions defense isn't great, the run defense isn't great, and the Falcons shouldn't have a problem running the ball, but passing the ball is another issue. We'll see if they'll get Pitts involved. Probably not. One did involve, we'll see. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go Lions in this one. Tom, who do you think takes on the dub in this one? Um, I think the Lions also pull it out. Um, just got to kind of monitor Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, if he's injured and then Dave Montgomery being injured as well, they're both huge parts of the offense. That could be um, tough for the Lions game plan, but I think the, Ly- the Lions probably do have the better roster here. And um, Atlanta, they are 2-0, but I think the Lions are probably a little better than the Packers. And Atlanta, be, would they be the first week? Was it the... The was, Panthers, pretty the easily. The Panthers, and they're not very good. So... Um, I'm gonna say Atlanta falls to two and one here, and the Lions pull this one out. Is, is, is it's in Atlanta, right? No, it's in Detroit. No, Detroit. Oh, it's in Detroit. Yeah, even better. Yeah, Dom, you uh, going all Detroit here? Or you think your division winner is gonna go three and zero to start the season? So if Amonra doesn't play, I think the Falcons probably do win. Like I don't want to cop out by saying like, oh, it all depends on him, but I think it kind of does because if he's out. I don't like their weapons. Like they're gonna have to rely on Gibbs significantly more than they already have. Um, their receivers are definitely not great without Amon Ra, and I like the Falcons' defense. Um, so you know what? I'm just gonna take the Falcons, no matter if he plays or not. I'll get cocky. I like the defense. I like the run game. I got I got to ride with my birds. So I got the Falcons moving to three and zero. Okay, look at that. Yeah, I don't think any of us would have predicted that to start the year. Uh, we got an zero and two Broncos team traveling to Miami, who looks like they're the best team in the AFC at the moment to face the two and zero Dolphins. Broncos really can't afford to start the season zero and. Three, but if anything makes sense, I mean, the Broncos lost to a bad Raiders team in week one. They lost to maybe a good Commanders team in week two. So maybe it makes sense, and just like in a way that it doesn't make sense, that they are going to beat the 2 0 Dolphins on the road. And that's just what Russell Wilson and Sean Payton are going to do to pick up their first win together. Do you guys think, I'll, I'll throw it to Tom first, do you think the Broncos have any shot? I think they're about a touchdown underdog in this game. Like, do you think the Broncos are going to win this or even keep it closer? It's going to be Miami just steamrolling them. Um,. Jalen Waddle's in concussion protocol right now, so that's kind of a big thing to watch. Uh, if he doesn't play, I mean, if there's one guy that you want to rely your whole offense on, it's probably Tyreek Hill. Um, I'm still going to pick the Dolphins, though. I think um, they're going to give the Broncos some uh, issues here, and I think the Dolphins' defense is good enough to, uh, like, even though Sean Payne's a good play caller, like, just keep Russell Wilson in check has been very hard over the last 15 months or so, so... Yeah, Dami, what about you? Yeah, I think I got to go with the Dolphins winning. However, this is probably just going to be some random close game. Broncos' backs are against the wall. They can't fall to 0-3. Lost a tough game at home. Dolphins just won in New England on Sunday night. Like, it's just setting up like it's going to be a close game. Hungry dogs run faster, so maybe the Broncos just come out. They try try to pull off the upset, but I can't pick against this Dolphins team, but I do think it'll be close. Yeah, I'm going to go Broncos here. I think 0-2, maybe season potentially on the line. Uh, backs against the wall. Maybe, Ross, maybe Mr. Unlimited comes out and actually has a good game. Uh, and I'm going to go Broncos here to at least get on the board for their first win in Week 3 just to play Devil's Advocate again and just kind of hope that the Broncos win this one because I don't want to see them out of the race already because there's some AFC teams that have been off to some bad starts. And I would like to see Denver still stay what uh, somewhat competitive towards the end of the season. 
I think we have a good game um, in Green Bay as well. The Saints versus the Packers. The Saints 2-0 start doesn't really feel as impressive as maybe some other teams. Uh, beating, they beat... Uh, Tennessee in week one, which was a horrible offensive game, a solid defensive game. And then they didn't have like the most prettiest win against Carolina as well. Derek Carr's not off to the best start of his Saints career. Do you guys think I'll, I'll go down first? Packers take care of business at home and go two and one or the Saints start off three now? So from what we know, it looks like Watson and Jones are both going to play this week, right? Yeah, I think I think Jones was either uh, limited Jones or didn't, didn't practice, practice today. today. Yeah. Jones, Jones did I know practice, Watson, did Watson did practice. I know that. Okay. Um, the Saints also don't really have a running back this week. I assume it's going to be um, Kendra Miller. Yeah, I think he's finally him. healthy. Mm-hmm. So him and Tony Jones are going to be in the backfield because Jamal Williams is out. Um, I guess I guess I have to take the Packers here just because I think they're like being at home. Jordan Love has actually been pretty impressive the past two weeks, and I can't see a Derek Carr team being three and zero. Like Derek Carr going to Green Bay just doesn't make any logical sense. I don't know why. I just can't comprehend that. So I'll take the Packers, even though I think this. I think this is gonna be a bad game. Like watching Derek Carr and Jordan Love against each other just doesn't get the juices flowing, in my opinion. Yeah. What about you, Tom? Yeah, I'm taking Green Bay. Um, I think Jordan Love gets the job done here against the Saints. Um. Like you said, it's it's really all just about Derek Carr just really not having a great start to his season, and now they go down their starting running back, and now they're at the third string running back who's never played before, not shaping up to be uh, too well for New Orleans. So I'm gonna take the Packers to go two and one, especially with uh, their their wide receiver one now back. Yeah, I'm going to go clean sweep here. Packers as well. I think Lambeau is one of the few stadiums where home field really does matter still. Um, I would say probably like Lincoln Financial Eagles Stadium, probably Packers, I think Steelers, uh, Heinz Field. Yes, definitely, definitely Steelers. Yeah, I feel like, and like Steelers are just like, it's also, I guess Philly's still like a big market city, but like what's there in Green Bay? Sorry if anyone lives in Green Bay. Pittsburgh, like love the city, but there isn't like a whole lot going on. So like these fans are diehard. It's like what they look forward to. So they're crazy passionate. Would you say Buffalo fans are like that, Tom? Like when you go to the game? Yeah, a thousand percent. Buffalo fans are probably, they're they're probably the, the, the most crazy fans in the NFL. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's not really particularly close either. I would say a couple of teams kind of rival them, but like, if you say Bills are one, I don't think anybody's really having a big uh, argument with you here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go Packers win this game uh, at home. Probably not. It's going to be an ugly one, I think, but I do think the Packers will start off 2-1 and one here. Uh, we can go to Browns-Titans. Um, I think this, t- this game also might not be the most exciting one in the world. There might be some rain in this one. Neither Watson or Tannehill have looked great this season so far. Um, Watson didn't look really good in either week. Tannehill looked better in week two than he did in week one. I think this is probably going to be a Browns win at home. I think we'll see how good they are able to run the ball without Nick Chubb. Is Kareem Hunt going to have any involvement? Um, How is... uh, Ford going to do in his first game. Um, Jerome Ford in his like first starter game. Uh, is Pierre Strong going to get any carries as well? So I'm going to go Browns win this one at home and another ugly one. Uh, Tom, you think Titans win this and steal this one on the road? Is like Vrabel get them going here and it's two and one start? Um, like the only thing kind of helping the Titans out here is that if it's raining, it lets the Titans just run the ball all game. Um, but the Browns defense is pretty good and a. Now I'm thinking a rain game and the way Watson was on the ball, that's not good for him either. This could be just a really, uh, this could be like a 13 to nine game. Yeah, for sure. Like a really ugly one. Like they could be like less than 30 points scored. Um, 
I think I'm going to pick the Browns here because they all do have the much better roster overall. And I think you left out Cleveland there because that the Browns fans are pretty nuts. Um, yeah, with the uh, with with the fandom for their team, the dog pound is going to be rocking. I think uh, I think Cleveland's going to pull it out in an ugly one, but I think Cleveland's going to pull it out. Yeah, Dom, do you agree? Nah, you guys are overthinking it. Tennessee Titans going to a mediocre team for whatever reason. The spread's three and a half, which doesn't really make sense to me. The Titans on the road as an underdog against a mediocre team. Like I don't know, if Ray will get them hyped up. I think the Titans should win this game outright. Um, they're just they're gonna be this frisky team all year. Like I think they're just gonna be in close games all year long. Browns played Monday night in Pittsburgh. Got to travel back home, and you know it's a long, long plane ride back to Cleveland from Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> do they, you think do they even fly, or is it do they take a bus? You think? I think it's like I'm two sure hour drive, fly. but yeah, they probably get a flight. Their owner's rich. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm still taking the Titans. <laughs> well, would you say that I, like, I want to take the Titans because, like, it does it like you're like the speculation, like the situation, a thousand percent, like could happen. Um, just the thing, the Titans always play down to their opponents, and that's when they were good. Now, like, they're not as good. So, I'm that's what I'm kind of worried about because even no matter what, the Titans would always be in close games. They would be they'd be winning twelve games, but they're always in close ones. So, I want to see how that if they. I want. I get, they would have to play up to the Browns a little bit, I guess, because um, I think the Browns probably have a little better for roster than they do. But you yes. have to see. I think I said it's going to be a close one and an ugly one, but I definitely see the Titans winning, especially yes. if it rains. So we're kind of split on that one there. I feel like one that we won't be split on is: Do we all think that the Pats are going to get their first win against the Jets this weekend? Yeah, I yes. think Bill doesn't. I think it's a fourteen-game streak against the Jets. I don't think Bill has any intention of losing that anytime soon, especially against the Jets. He hates the Jets. And they just lost at home field um, on prime time to a no division rival. I would say he's probably pretty pissed. Yeah, Don, what were you going to say there about the the game? Yeah, no, pa- pa- Patriots easy. Tom mentioned the fourteen game win streak. I think I saw. I think the Jets have only scored more than twenty once, and they've only scored more than fourteen like four or five times like the Patriots defense just shuts the Jets down every single time they play, and that's not a good. Um, that's not good for the Jets when their O-line is this bad and their quarterback is Zach Wilson. So I don't think they have a real good chance of winning whatsoever. Yeah, I think like the Pats, I don't think they're a great team. Uh, their offense is really hard to watch. The spread's only two and a half uh, for the Pats on the road. I guess it's maybe because it's on the road, but I do agree that the Pats are going to win this Sunday and get their first one of the year. Because uh, I guess Eagles and Dolphins is a really tough first two games of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah. got a game that might actually be pretty good. Um, we got Bills going to Washington, D.C. Commanders are 2-0 and this season. Bills are about a touchdown favorite on the road. And, yeah, this is going to be a really good one. I do think that the Bills will get the win on the road. I'd be very shocked if the Commanders win this game. I think if, like, the Commanders win this game, like, does Eric Bien-Ami, He's got to, like, be enemy. There you go. He's got to have, like, I don't know. Like, like I feel like he went to Washington to really prove himself outside of Kansas City. He's done a great job so far because Sam Howell's actually looked pretty good. So this would be a shocker if the Commanders win this game, in my opinion. I do think that the Bills will win this game in Washington. Dom, what do you think? Yeah, I think this is going to be a game that just gets that weird FedEx field juju. Like, the Commanders are probably going to be leading in this game early. The, like, Josh Allen's going to make some stupid throws. Just just being in Raul John, Maryland just causes people to do that for whatever reason. Where, um, Maryland? I do think... Raul John, Maryland. That's where it is. Oh, it's not Landover? Or is that, like, in Landover? It was Landover. I'm pretty... Unless that's the state... No. Well, I know they play in Landover, Maryland. Wherever you just said, I have no idea if that's like the county around. Raul John, Maryland. That's 
pretty. I well, they definitely play in Landover, especially. I know, that's what ESPN says right here. All right, whatever. Besides the point. Um, no, I think the Bills probably struggle early, but I think they still win the game. Um, I just I can't buy into the Sam Howell hype yet. Like played the Broncos defense, which I don't think is elite, and played the Cardinals and kind of struggled. I'm not fully buying into it. Um, I need to see a little more before I yep. do. But it's not as cool if you buy in if he shows out this week. You got to either buy in now or or it's never. Because I feel like if he buys, no, in, I'm gonna buy high. I'm gonna buy high buy and sell high. low, that's, and then that's, sell low when they go on like a four game losing streak. Yeah, Tom, you think Bills win this um, Sunday too? Yeah, I I I do kind of I, I do see what Dom's saying. The the uh, I think uh, the Bills. I could see that. I could, I could see it wind up being like a close game because the Bills had a really bad start against the Raiders too, and they didn't you know look good at any point against the Jets. Like, I think it's gonna be like one of those kind of rocky starts for the Bills, and they always seem to figure it out. Um, so I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Bills in like a second half comeback. I think the uh, is doing a really good job. But I do think the Bills' defense may be a little too much for um, Washington at this point in the season, especially because, like you said, they didn't play two really um, stellar defenses yet. And that Broncos game was a shootout, so it wasn't like it was like a defensive battle. Yeah. Um, I think we might all pick the same winner in the Jaguars-Texans game. Do any of you guys predict an upset, or are we all kind of like Jacksonville? No, I'm sticking with Jacksonville. It's, it's going to be a blowout. Like, think blowout. I think the Texans... I thought the Texans were going to beat the Colts last week, and seeing them lose to the Colts only makes me fully confident in saying the Texans are the worst team in the NFL this year. Yeah. So I think this I think this game might get ugly, because the Jaguars' defense is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, they held the Chiefs to, what, 17 this past yeah, week? Yeah, 17. Like, there's no way the Texans score over 14 in this game. Yeah, I, I think so, too. It's probably going to be 14. That, that's, a, that's a bold one. Um, but... It could happen though. They could be like a, they could score ten. They scored twenty one last week. I mean, yeah, no, no. I'm listen. I'm, I'm just saying under under two scores is a lot, but I definitely could see it happening. Yeah, um, we got another AFC South opponent or team in the Indianapolis Colts going to Baltimore. I feel like Baltimore wins this game. Baltimore does look like one of the better teams overall in the NFL, or at least in the AFC this season. I think they take care of business at home, especially if there's no Anthony Richardson. I don't think they'll be too scared of Gardner Minshew on Sunday. <laughs> yep, agree. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then that's it for the one o'clock games. The four o'clock slate is not that good looking either. So, uh, yeah, maybe plan to do something. There's going to be maybe one solid game. I'm sure we all are going to agree that the Cowboys are going to beat the Cardinals on the road in Arizona and the Chiefs are going to win at home against Chicago. Yeah. I just wanted to, I want to bring one thing up about the Cowboys and Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're naming all these home field stadiums. There's no love for state farm. Like, like, come on. Stadium was three quarters blue on Sunday. Dude, when I went there, I went there last year, and the Pats played them on Monday night, the game that Kyler got hurt. It was, I would say, like 60% Pats fans there. I, I think the Cardinals have lost every home game last year, I believe, and one so far this year. So, And I think it was some in the prior season. I think they've lost like 12 straight home games. Something something crazy like that, like where there's just no home field whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a. I feel like because like Arizona or where it is, I think it's in yeah Glendale. It's I also like Glendale, a retirement yeah. city too. Like a lot of people just kind of either like snowbird out there or just go retire. It's not like people like you know like the working class city like Pittsburgh and and, and Green Bay. Um, but yeah, maybe the Bears play hard on Sunday. Maybe something happens, but I don't know. You're not beating Kansas City in Arrowhead either. No, they might. It might be a close game. Like maybe Justin Fields can like 
like score late to like make it seem closer than it is, but it's never gonna be like a close game in my opinion. One of those like Chris Paul hits a huge three to cut the lead to forty three. <laughs> yes, kind of basically that. Scores. <laughs> yeah, so definitely it looks like on paper the most competitive four o'clock game. Like maybe it is the Cowboys and Cardinals, or maybe it is the Bears and the Chiefs, but it's probably gonna be the Panthers and the Seahawks. I know like Bryce Young was banged up after the. Uh, Monday night game. It looks like it might rain in Seattle. When I mean, like, when does it not rain in Seattle? But it's going to rain Sunday. Um, and the Seahawks don't look like a juggernaut this year, or maybe as good as they were last year. So the Panthers could keep this relatively close, but I feel like home field, the Seattle will win. And there's probably a chance Carolina starts 0 3 this season without their first round pick, which would be kind of brutal. You guys think it happens You're any other way? Winner. Or do we like Seattle as well? Yeah, I'm going to give it to Seattle here. I think. Uh... The Panthers have not looked very good throughout the start of the season, and Seattle just had a, a thrill over win to get right in uh, Detroit, or against Detroit, and that first Rams game, like, that was, like, a divisional game week one, like, those are recipes for just being, like, upset city. Yeah, if, if the Panthers, this is going to make no sense when I say it, but if the Panthers played on Sunday this past week, I would have so picked them to win this game. But because like the Seahawks just had a huge overtime win, they were celebrating like crazy, like they're prime for a letdown. But the Panthers played Monday night. Now they got to travel out west. Like there's just no shot. They didn't even look good on Monday. So like there's nothing to, like gain off of it. So I do think it's going to be Seattle. But I want to pick the Panthers, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I I agree. That's a that's a long ass flight too. So Sunday night game, Steelers Raiders. Can't believe the Steelers are in prime time back to back weeks. I hate this. <laughs> this might be a mid off. I remember they played on Christmas Eve last year. And the Steelers won like on a late, like nice oh, throw touchdown by Kenneth, but it was a abysmal that. game. It was like freezing out in Pittsburgh. Um, this the Raiders are two and a half point favorites. I do think that the Steelers will win this game on the road. Then again, I am a biased Steelers fan, but I do think that they're gonna have like a good defensive matchup. Like Chandler Jones once again will be out for the Raiders. Devontae Adams might be banged up at least a little bit going into this game. And I mean, Josh, I could say in full though, so I don't know. He, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, if Jimmy G keeps throwing it over the middle and, like, getting him absolutely killed, like, who knows? I mean, like, the Steelers secondary isn't great, and they might be without Minka Fitzpatrick as well. Uh, Josh Jacobs has them look great this year. Steelers' Mundy is solid at times, but Cam Hayward uh, is going to continue to be out. I do think that the Steelers will win this game in an ugly one again. Uh, I just feel like the Steelers perform well against mediocre quarterbacks, and that's what, sadly, Jimmy G is at this point. So I'm going to go Steelers win on the road. Tom, you think the Raiders win at home, or Pittsburgh picks up the road win? This is tough. I'm yeah. going to say this is – it's in prime time. Yeah. And prime I think this time, Steelers, Penny Pickett. <laughs> yeah. This kind of seems like Raiders upset here. I mean, they're um, favorites, so it's technically not an upset. Oh, the Raiders are – Yeah, Steelers two and a half point favorites. I think I, I think I think I like the Raiders here um, at home. Um, I do think that – I suppose Jacoby Myers should be back now. And – you could say what you want about Josh Jacobs, um, but he needs a get-right game just as bad as Najee Harris does. So if they cancel out each other, um, I'm probably taking the the Raiders uh, receiving, uh, not receiving, eh, maybe I'm taking the receiving, yeah, I'm taking the receiving core over the Steelers yeah, and the passing sure. game in general. Um, if TJ Watt can be as big of a game wrecker as he was on Monday, then I'll say the Steelers have a real shot. But as of now, I'm going to say the Raiders win this one in a close game. Nothing like, not like, you know, really stamping it with any kind of confirmation. But I will say, if I had to pick, I'll pick the Raiders. Dom, you're a deciding factor here. I'm going to go with the Steelers simply because I think their D-line will overmatch the Raiders' offensive line. Um, I have a stat on Josh Jacobs on the year. 
He has 46 rushing yards on the year. 54 have come... 54, he has 54 yards after contact this year. He has 46 total yards, which means he has negative eight yards before contact. So I think J.J. Watt might finish this game with like three tackles, four tackles for a loss, um, maybe a few sacks. I think the Steelers' D-line is just going to feast the whole game, and the Raiders just won't get into sync, so I'll take the Steelers here. All right, there we go, 2-1 Steelers. We got two Monday night games again, which I don't remember if this happened last year. Uh, but I don't think so. Yeah, I feel like this might be the first time ever we have th- two Monday night games in week three. It's always been, I feel like it was always a week one thing, and then last year was a week two thing, yeah. and now it's a week three thing, which both games are actually look pretty solid on paper. You do have the 2-0 and Eagles traveling to Tampa Bay, 2-0 and Buccaneers. The Eagles are about five-point favorites. I'll just say I do think that the Eagles win this game. I do think that the Buccaneers have looked way better than I thought they were going to, but I don't think that they're maybe as good as their record shows so far. So I do think this might be a come-down-to-earth game for Tampa Bay, showing that there's a reason why Like maybe they're solid, but there's going to be a huge gap between in skill level between them and Philadelphia. So I think the Eagles win and like specifically cover as well in this game. Tom, do you think that the... Eagles pick up the win and go 3-0, or the... Did you get that, Dom? Yeah, he left. Um, He was just asking you, Um, I think, your yeah, thought. But but yeah, but I can't, like, talk if he's... uh. Nice, it there just kicked me out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like I heard you, but, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you... I didn't know if you finished saying, do you think the Eagles pull it out, so I just didn't answer. Was it lagging? Oh, okay. So I'll just go... No, no, no you I'll... should have just left. You're like, do you think the Eagles... Boom. All right, I'll just be like, Tom, do you think? All right, Tom, well, who do you have in this game? First one of the Monday night doubleheader. I'm going to say I do think the Eagles pull it out. This is the best defense that Baker has faced by far. Um, so I'm going to pick the um, Eagles here. And if they can get that run game going like they did last week, it'd be great. Um, could be a bounce back week for um, the for A.J. Brown and see how see how that goes. But I think Baker's going to be a little less comfortable in the pocket with that Eagles pass rush and secondary. I think Bradbury should be back this week. So um, see how it goes, but I'm picking the Eagles. Uh, Dom, same mm-hmm. thing? Yeah, Tom mentioned he thinks A.J. Brown's going to have a good game. I agree because on Thursday night he was like complaining he wasn't going to get the ball. I think he's going to get like fed tonight or fed in this game, and then maybe um, Smith takes like a little bit of a backseat. Um, however, this Buccaneers team, for whatever reason, I just think they're going to keep it in a close game. Maybe the Eagles, like the Eagles offense, it hasn't been fully great. Like Thursday's game was a little sloppy besides the run game. The first game against the Patriots, they didn't do too much. So maybe the Buccaneers defense can keep this close, but I still think the Eagles should pull out this win. And then for this, yeah. Um, anything else, Tom, for the, what are you going to say about this game or you want to move on to Rams Bengals? No. Yeah, we're going to move on to the second one. Eagles okay. pull it out, I think. Yeah, this game could have a chance to be really entertaining if Joe Burrow plays. There's a chance he doesn't play. Since he's at home, they're currently favorites right now, but if Joe Burrow's out, that's obviously going to switch. I guess, like, basically, we might all come to an agreement on this, unless you guys think, like, Rams... I Like, I was going to say, like, if the if Burrow plays, Bengals win at home, first one of the year, but if Burrow's out, Rams win, and Bengals start off 0-3. Dom, do you think yeah. same thing, or do you think, like, the Rams... I'm, I'm good this? with that contingency. Yeah, I'm good with that contingency. Yeah, yeah. like hedging our bets there, um, which would be crazy. Bengals starting off 0-3. I mean, like, with seven playoff teams, there's, like, their season's not over by any means, but that's tough. And they were the they were the one seed. Yeah, they won the division last year, so they're going to have a pretty tough schedule the rest of the way. Uh, so, yeah, especially yeah. if... Uh, if the Browns win, like the Steelers, Browns, and Ravens, none of them play each other, so they could all win. 
and if they all go to two and one, and um, the Bengals fall to zero and three, that's real bad, especially yeah. with a, with a division loss or with two division losses already. Yeah, and if the Ravens beat the Colts, which is probably going to happen, and if the Bengals lose, they'd be three games back plus the tiebreaker because the Ravens just won last week as well. Yeah. So uh, I guess we can kind of just give our rapid fire like overreactions or maybe underreactions uh, two games into the season because it's only a two game sample size. Uh, Dom, you can give your first one, um, and me and Tom will will grade it out, thinking it's a completely overreaction or you know what that that seems pretty fair to make an assessment two games into the year. Okay, so my first one here, I'm going to keep it relevant to a topic we were just talking about. I think the Bengals are going to miss the playoffs. I'm fully off the boat. If Joe Burrow doesn't play Monday night, and even if he does play, this calf it seems like it's going to be an issue. For, it's just going to linger. So I think they might just not get in sync, and I'm I'm hopping off ship. I thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl. I think they might miss the playoffs now. Damn, there we go. I think, I mean, dude, if Burrow's hurt, I mean, they haven't looked great. I mean, Burrow might be fine by, like, week six, and they could still be one of the better teams down the stretch and sneak in. I do still think they make the playoffs. Like, if I had to make a bet right now, I'd still say they make the playoffs. So, but I don't think that's a complete overreaction, I mean, from what we've seen so far. Uh, I mean, I don't think it really sounds too crazy. I think it's probably a fine reaction. I'm looking at their schedule coming up. They do have the Cardinals next week, so that's hopefully a get-right game. But then they Gosh, have Dobbs the Niners on the road. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Next week is the Titans on the road. Then it's the Cardinals. Titans, then it's the Seahawks at home. Then it's the Niners on the road. And then it's the Bills at home. None of those games are good besides the Cardinals game. Um, so, yeah, they have and a tough then schedule. As the Bills game, they have the Texans, Ravens, Steelers, Jags, Colts, Vikings. Oof. Um, those are and tough then finish out the season, the Steelers again, then the Chiefs, and then the Browns for the second time. So, I don't know, man. That's a really tough schedule. Um,. I'm going to say if Burrow misses like two, maybe three weeks, this could linger all season. Like he easily could miss this week and next week. If they start 0-4 and, and the rest of the, and there's a 3-1 and one team in that division, that's going to be tough to come back from. Yeah. So, yeah, so they if, don't want to dig themselves yeah. into that hole. Yeah, and if, if they do miss the playoffs, come back to this clip here. If they go to the Super Bowl, take my clip from like a few weeks ago and we'll be all fine. <laughs> there you go. Um, I'll give my next one. Uh, or my first one, and then uh, time to go third. So I'm going to say that there's three NFC East teams that make the playoffs this year, um, and the Washington Commanders will be one of them. So mm. I got Eagles and Cowboys, who both look like two of the top three teams uh, with probably San Fran in the NFC to start the year. And then I think the Commanders look better than argue, arguably any other team in the NFC West besides the Niners, you could say they look just as good as the Lions and any other team in the NFC North and possibly just as good as any team in the NFC South. So um, I can also just kind of say three to four teams and the Giants maybe are fine the rest of the year and they make it, but I'm going three NFC's teams make the playoffs. Um, I mean, it's not crazy. The Giants don't look very good at this point. And the thing is, I just, I think, I think there's a better chance that both the commanders and the giants miss then then one of them then one of them I, I mean then the commanders make it and the giants don't make it like i don't think the command like i guess they probably be pushing for like that seven spot but so the four division winners and then the other of the nfc so there's two spots left that gives um that gives the seahawks that gives the i'm, I'm gonna say at this point the packers could probably maybe could, could compete for one 
um, not the Bears, and the Vikings. I think the Vikings will be competing for one down the stretch, along with the Lions. There's three teams in that division. If the Falcons stay good, them and the Saints, like, I think there's just a lot of competition, and we'll see how Sam Howell holds up, but um, they're not coached very, head coached very well, and they've been unproven quarterback, so I don't know. I think it might be a slight overreaction for 2-0. and mm-hmm. What do you think, Dom? Yeah, I'm going to agree with a slight overreaction, just because I said before, I'm not fully in on Sam Howell. If Sam Howell somehow upsets the Bills this week, then you're spot on, like, three, three MC East teams are going, and the Commanders are one of them. I'll give that to you right then and there. Um, but I'm just not ready to say that yet. And I do think, like, the NFC South, we don't know how good these teams are, but three of them are 2-0, and so maybe they are, like, better than expected. So maybe they can steal a playoff spot. Um, so I'm not fully ready to give in to the Commanders, so I'll say it's a slight overreaction. Okay. Tom, what's your first one of the season? Uh, my first one, it'll kind of have to do with what you said uh, before, Matt. I think Dallas looks like the best team in football right now. Um that's I mean, what I have written down go- also. <laughs> All right, there we go. We'll do two at <laughs> right, so two birds of one stone right there. Two at once, but like I just think this team looks a little different. Micah Parsons looks like not even from planet Earth. Um, the way he's playing, um, I think he, I think Dak is uh, clicking the run. Tony Pod looks fantastic. The offensive line seems to be holding up pretty well, although they they played two okay pass rushes. Um, but. I think they just look way, way, way better than they have in past years, and I'm going to say that um, they are probably, in my eyes right now, more favorite than the Eagles and the 49ers to make the Super Bowl and come out of the NFC. I wouldn't have said it two weeks ago, but I'm saying it now. Dude, I think the Cowboys have... How many points did the Jets score this past weekend? Was it 10? 10. Yeah, so the Cowboys have the the Cowboys have the same amount of sacks as they do points allowed this year. 10. Wow. Crazy because they gave up zero to Giants in week one, ten there, and they have ten sacks on the year. <laughs> That's a crazy step. And shout out to the See, Commanders. Like, the defense looks absurd, just crazy. Yeah, I agree. So I think yeah, their defense is really good. Their offense looks very solid as well. Um, and yeah, I don't think that's an overreaction. I think the Cowboys could be the best team in the NFL this season. So uh, I guess Dom, yeah, you're good with your second one. Um, I'll throw mine out here, and mine is that the Bears and the Cardinals will both have four out of the top five picks in the NFL draft. So the Bears are going to get their first round pick in the top five, the Carolina Panthers pick in the top five, and then the Arizona Cardinals are going to get their first round pick in the top five, as well as the Houston Texans. Houston Texans. Hmm. I mean, I don't think that's an overreaction. No. Yeah. That, 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 be, could, that could be the top four picks. Easy. Which is crazy that two teams are going to be picked. Like, I think that was looking like it could happen last year. Or no. No, I don't think like it was ever going to happen last year because the Eagles were too good to have the they're picking there but so yeah that'd be kind of crazy if we have only two three teams picking in the top five yeah it, it, it's it's kind of a shame though because i think both of them like neither of them are products of like um where like our starting like the falcons starting the falcons the carl starting quarterback is out but i think the rest of their team is very incomplete as well like it's not like um there's a lot of young talent where they can really just like get those two picks like they say they pick Caleb williams and marvin harrison and they just like catapult into like an eight or nine win team. That would be nuts. But I think, especially the Bears are a little too far back for that to happen. Yeah, Dom, you kind of agree. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, there's one thing though we got to like dive into this take a little bit. 
you're fully off the Panthers winning the division then if you think they're going to be a top five pick. Yeah, I'm kind of going back on it. I just think like the offense looks so bad and I, I like Bryce Young still. I just think like that offense, like he's got no receiving help. Thielen looks kind of cooked. I don't think Miles Sanders will be able to do much behind that O-line this year. This team has a lot of holes on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and diving into it. So let's say hypothetically, we don't know how the pick breakdown goes, who's picking where, but if the Cardinals and the Bears are both up top there, which team is more likely to move on from their quarterback? You think it's the Cardinals moving on from Kyler for Caleb Williams or the Bears moving on from Justin Fields for I think Caleb it's the Williams? I think it's the Bears, just because Kyler's been more proven than and it, all that money tied up as well. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I also and I also think but I think if they have one, no matter what, they're gonna go with Caleb Williams. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, like there's no, it's it's not gonna be like this year where the Bears roll with Justin Fields. But they won't make the same mistake twice. Dude, think um, about wait, what if the Bears love Caleb Williams and they have picks two and three, and let's say the Cardinals have one and four. What if the Cardinals are like, give us two and three for one, and then the Cardinals have like three top five picks? That'd be nuts. Oh, that that, that would I mean, that's nuts. probably what it would take, right? And they yeah. could. They had a top offensive tackle, Marvin Harrison, and maybe just like a top defender around that team if they want to stick with Kyle Murray, which would be kind of crazy. I mean, yeah. they'd yeah, they'd be able to get Marvin Harrison Jr., um, Foshnu, yeah, Olu Foshanu from Penn State, Foshanu from Penn State, and then the best defensive player is probably Jared Verse, maybe. Yeah, like that would just be that would be a great three pick. I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's filthy. Yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, Tom, what's your final uh, overreaction of the? 2023 season uh so i'm gonna say through two weeks um is it crazy to think that shroud is the second guy behind Bijan for offensive rookie of the year here i think bryce young i would pick young over stroud easily and richardson's hurt already mm-hmm. stroud looks pretty good he's got over 600 passing yards two touchdowns no picks he does have three fumbles though the texans look awful but if they pull out like somehow like four or five wins and even if the Panthers have four hoes, I think Stroud looks way better than Young does. I don't. I don't think it's. Agreed. I think Bijan's like a step ahead, but I think he might be that number two guy. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I don't hate it either, especially if they're down a ton this year, which they're gonna be. He's gonna be able to get the counting stats. So I don't even think record will matter that much. So I think so. I think like Richardson, if he stays healthy though, his like rushing stats will make him look a little bit more appealing. But I don't think that's a crazy take whatsoever because I don't think any of the wide receivers like Zay Flowers looks good, but I don't think he's gonna have like the the numbers to really compare with Bijan. No, and the QB is good. Yeah. Well, so the two things I want to say is if CJ Stroud, if the Texans only win like three games, four games, I don't think he can win it. And the second thing I want to say is Matt, you just brought up wide receivers. Puka Nakua yeah, might just get 100 catches true. this year. If and he like continues this, like, he's got to he win has, it. What does he have? He has... He, he has 25 uh, catches 20 for 266. Ca- yeah, the most I mean, catches ever by, by a rookie <laughs> in the first two games. Crazy. Like That also is true. If he, if he has like a 1,300-yard season, which he very easily could, I think 1,000% he could win off as a rookie of the year. I wonder what his odds were. And right, I don't even know not, if they probably listed. not listed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and those uh, that Bengals secondary isn't great either. So there's a chance he he can add another hundred yards to this. Yeah, he gets another I need, 120 game. Yeah. I need Cooper Cup back for fantasy so bad. Like just seeing Puka so do, do this, like I need Cooper Cup back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So yeah, that was pretty much our week three preview. Uh, plus some overreactions for this season. Uh, do you guys have anything else? Any takes you want for this season before we sign off? Or for this week? No, they were good. No, uh, great college weekend also, if anyone's interested. It's Saturday, full slate. 
Yeah, we got a couple, like a bunch of ranked matchups, right? We got like Ohio State versus Notre Dame. We got Rado mm-hmm. versus Oregon. Ole Miss, Bama, yeah. I think. Ole Miss, Bama. You got um, Florida State taking on Clemson, who's, I mean, Clemson's not ranked. Wait, Florida State's be... playing Clemson? Oh my, I didn't even know that. Oh, wow. That's at, that's yeah, that's at 12. Um, not in Josh UCLA, Pate's Utah. Poll. You see those two people? <laughs> yeah, Clemson's like 15. Bro, Clemson's, I mean, Clemson's winning this game outright. I'll put that out there if anyone wants to clip that. Wow. Um, UCLA's playing Utah. Oregon State's playing Washington State and Iowa, Penn State. All ranked matchups after having absolutely none last week. So yeah, should be a good weekend. That's an elite slate. And then we also have Miami at Temple. Temple's 2-1, just saying. Temple so, Moneyline. Temple Moneyline. Hammered. Only 23 and a half point dogs. <laughs> EJ Warner, Kurt Warner's son's going to kill it. So, uh, yeah, there that'll be go. it for us. Hope you guys did enjoy. Drop a like on YouTube if you um, did enjoy it. And let us know in the comments what you guys think if you're watching on YouTube and if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate a rating and review over there as well. So, hopefully, it's a good week three slate. And we'll catch you guys next week with the week three reaction. So, see you all there. Peace. <laughs>